pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the 2013 Welcome everyone to the First Pick Podcast Bonus Edition. We are back. This is our Fantasy Frenzy episode. Um, We're just going to be running down some fantasy advice, tips and tricks, faux pas, do's and don'ts, sleepers, booms, and busts. Fantasy Frenzy. This is the First Pick Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the First Pick Pod. And you can find me, Vinny Goombats, on Instagram and Twitter at V I N N Y G O O M B O T S. Big Kev, what about you? And we're also on Facebook at the First Pick Podcast or the First Pick Podcast. You can find me, Biggest Boss 76, on Twitter, on Instagram. I kept telling y'all about my Facebook, but I'm not tell you about that anymore. Go to the page on Facebook, like us on Facebook at the First Pick Pod Podcast. But I'm excited, man. How you doing this week? We're good, man. And uh, before we forget, you can listen to us on Spotify, Podcoin, iTunes, Podcast Addicts, and SoundCloud. Please subscribe, like, and leave a review. Unless you got something bad to say, don't say nothing because. My hands work, and I could use the cardio. <laughs> and as we're doing this, we're actually doing the mock draft, and Omar is in there with us, by the way. Omar and Smith is trying to get in and find us on. But oh, wow. as we're doing this podcast with you guys, we're going to be doing our own little mock draft on the side so we can well have a few quips about what's going on inside of our mock draft, and then we will go from there. So, so far, how, what is your outlook? How are you feeling about this fan- coming into this fantasy season? So today is Friday, August the 23rd, and I actually have uh, one of my, it'll be my second draft of the year. It'll take place Sunday. It's an online draft. Um, I always like to get all my drafts in before what I like to call the big boy league, which is my league, the 14-teamer, and that's because um, it's big money, and um, obviously I want to win that one, man, but... uh, Every fantasy league I want to win, so Absolutely. I have one on Sunday. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, like I always am, but uh, I'm confident in my draft strategy. But I'm also uh, one of the people that like to say that you don't win your league at the draft. You win it on the waiver wire. You win it making trades. You win it focusing on opponents' weaknesses. Again, that's my strategy. How about you, Big Kev? How you feeling about uh, our fantasy football season approaching in fourteen days? And let me before I get that, Kev, give me your favorite football player that wore number fourteen. Favorite football player that wore number fourteen. That's a hard. It one. It is a hard one. I don't, we haven't had any fourteens that are memorable in Green Bay. So, but I I don't know. I'm gonna have to come back to you. Well, on I, that I'll give one. you mine. Go ahead. It's very easy. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> Because he just started. I I, yeah. I, I respect. Uh, He's your future. I respect the red rifle, Andy Dalton, too. Uh, I respect He's him. average. He's average. I, I guess. He's an average him. quarterback. He's a, but for he, me, I'm excited. 
I think I got the key. I think I found the correct combination. And actually, in this mock draft, I'm going to avoid it. I don't want anybody knowing my secrets. I think I found the... Because when I go into fantasy, I'm looking for combinations. That's what mock drafts are for. If you're not doing mock drafts out there, you're crazy. Because you're going to try... You have to find what it is. Whether you want to go running back, running back, tight end, and then receiver. Or you want to go quarterback early, which I think is kind of crazy with the depth at quarterback. Because uh, what I think... Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the highest ranked quarterback and he's still ranked 47th in all of uh, in all of fantasy players. I've seen him going in some in the first or second round, which I think is He's going to be great, but I, blasphemy. I won't say if he plays like he did last year, he is worthy of a first round pick. He ain't repeating that. Uh, what, you don't think so? I don't think so. Why not? You think offensive, offensive 40 touchdowns is very hard to get. Um, I'm, it's extremely hard to get it two times, let alone um, back to back. I think Without Kareem Hunt there, their offense is going to be a little different. And uh, I'm not saying that he's not going to be good. I just don't see him repeating the same as last year. And uh, that's actually not him in per se, but that is actually one of the things that uh, I would like to discuss. And I guess we'll start now. I mean, we're going to have our draft, our mock draft popping off in about 45 seconds. That's if we don't have any uh, people that leave the mock drafts, which is obviously a headache all the time if you're mock drafting and you got people that don't actually do it. Because I kind of don't feel like, uh, I mean, I kind of feel like, uh, what's the point of that? You know, like why sign into a mock draft if you're not going to do it? Right. And sometimes I will say I have been the guy to forget. And I always feel bad. I'm like, oh, man, I'll get back. But now I just keep my volume up so I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is that they do to remind you. Well, I won't do it for this one. But they do give you a solid reminder about it coming up. But I do forget sometimes. So where since we were talking about Patrick Holmes, what are your thoughts on these quarterbacks? Where where What is your mindset on taking a quarterback in the draft? Okay, here we go. See, that means it's game time, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as quarterbacks, man, um, I my draft strategy kind of fa- has me um, grabbing uh, a quarterback later. Uh, I'm not going after the top-tier guys. I'm not going after Mahomes. I'm not doing the Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton. Uh, I'm... It looks like I'm winding up in the uh, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, um, possibly Carson Wentz, possibly Russell Wilson area. Um, and I'm cool with that, man. And I, I definitely find a lot of value in streaming quarterbacks. And some of the guys that I have my eyes on are, uh, I think, are viable fantasy quarterbacks like like Dak Prescott, like Lamar Jackson, and uh, even, uh, I think, a, a possible rising star And again, this is no homerism here, but my boy Sam Darnold. And I, I do think he has some potential, but Lamar Jackson, you think he's gonna he think he's gonna get that much better? I know you like the guys with legs. That's so what the, it comes I, down I to. I know you like he's the legs. He's a fantasy quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback, in my opinion. I agree, and I think he will be, though. He does have an arm. It's just the accuracy of it. He's like he was like that Michael Vick version. Mm-hmm. Not just because he's black, but they do, they both obviously super athletic, and he has a really strong arm, but he has to make sure he puts it where he needs to put it. I think that's the biggest thing for him. And for me, I'm kind of, uh, I keep ending up in that Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton area when I start coming in. So I'm looking at those guys maybe around eight, seven, eight, nine. Uh, okay. that, that, that That's where I uh, most often come across uh, my quarterback. So I don't know, man. I Kev, if you Kev Kev just made his pick, and uh, I'm a little butt hurt because 
he took Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> and and um, actually, I don't think he's going to be my guy anymore because I obviously – well, but we're going to we have to stick with uh, we're quarterbacks for now, but at least. But I think Todd Gurley – him and Todd Gurley are, are seeing right next to each other, him, Todd Gurley, and David Johnson as far as running backs on that list. So we're doing a standard 12-team mock draft right now. I got a minute and three seconds to make my decision. And I actually ran into this problem uh, once doing a standard 12-team mock draft. And this is what I hope doesn't happen to me because I really don't want to grab a receiver in the first round. All of the running backs that I like are gone. It's everybody went, I have the sixth pick and everybody went running back. The last three picks were Kamara, Zeke, and Le'Veon. So that would mean that uh, Saquon and uh, CMC went one and two. Of course. And I'm stuck with DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, David Johnson, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones. And I don't want to touch David Johnson, and I really don't want to draft the receiver in the first round. Uh, Gur- Gurley's still there, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Gurley in this position because I really don't want to go receiver in the first round, and I'm not a believer in David Johnson and that offense. So, uh, And I, I was st- actually stuck on Le'Veon Bell until I did a-, a-, a few more drafts, and every time in the spot that I'm at, I have the choice between the both of them, mm-hmm. and I find it to be flat-out insanity that just because he was a little bit hurt, he busted his knee quite obviously. That's why he wasn't playing at the end, and now he goes from the the overall first pick to now 14th overall and overall players. Get out of here. So in any of my drafts where I'm fifth, I'm taking Todd Gurley over Le'Veon Bell. I just think only for pure value. I think he's going to wind up still being a top five running back in this league, and they have him rank at, at, at 14th overall. I think he's still going to be in, in, in that top. But you just took Le'Veon over Todd Gurley. Oh, I did, but this is just a mock draft. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but if but if but if you're not doing a mock draft as if you were doing a real one, what's what like what was the the logic? I, I go back and forth. Okay. So I, oh, okay. I've gone back and forth with the both of them because I, I just I just love the guy and he can pass catch, but the more I keep thinking about it, I still go back and forth in my brain, but I the more I'm talking to you about it now here while we're recording, I, I really want I think I'm gonna go with especially in that fifth spot, I have the choice. I'm probably going to go with Gurley because he's going to be protected. He's going to be in a great offense, and I, his coach takes care of him. There's a lot, and I think well, and Le'Veon's going to be great. I think this year too. He's going to get pounded though, so and it's going he's going to he does he has fresh legs, but he's just getting back. He's going to start off rusty. We'll see. We'll see uh, what happens. No problem. I like that. Yeah, I mean, and so Kevin has a draft where he is the fifth spot, and I have a separate draft where I am the sixth. So this kind of works out. And uh, when when we mock draft, I always like to try to get at least one to you know upwards of whatever we can um from the leagues that i'm involved in because a lot of times when you mock draft you're getting um people that forget or actually don't do it i guess you would say real um so you're not getting an uh, an accurate mock draft so right. i try to get real humans involved my friends granted some of these guys are my opponents when the season comes but you know that's kind of like what uh, professional teams do when they scrimmage. Right. Yeah, they're uh, an opponent maybe down the line, but you're trying to get ready for the season. And um, for the majority of the leagues that I'm in, I'm in leagues with people I know. And right. that kind of means that if I don't win, somebody I do know will. And uh, I would like that. You know, like if I don't get the win, uh, I don't mind Kev getting it because he's got a bun in the oven. You know, uh, it'll be a nice little Christmas present. It'll be a phenomenal Christmas present. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of cool. Like if I don't, you know, there are some guys that uh, go a little overboard with the smack talk, and those guys I won't be rooting for. <laughs> so I made my pick, and I went with Todd Gurley. 
Um, we're but like, I have a quick question for you. Let's go, go back to the quarterbacks, though, because that's okay. where So each time I come up, it's between Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton. What are your thoughts on that? Now, Cam Newton last night got hurt on the sack. Why was he playing? He got tackled last night. So, and, and today it is August what? What what date are we at? 23rd. We are on, we are on August 23rd. So, last night, yeah, he was in and got hurt. But say everything evil, everything even, everything equal. Who do you like better in that situation? Cam Newton. Uh, if he's not hurt, 100% Cam Newton. Uh, I like Baker Mayfield. But I don't believe in him yet. I don't believe in the Browns. I'm going to get to that later uh, in this show. But um, Cam Newton, he's proven. I think now with him being healthy, no shoulder injuries, you know, uh, the receiving core is a little bit more seasoned. And uh, sprained like ankles are, are tough, especially for a guy that moves like him. I already think Baker Mayfield's a better thrower of the football than Cam Newton is. Okay. okay. I, I, I do think he is a better thrower of the football. He is elusive. He can get out of the pocket. I think every time uh, I've gone back and forth with this also because it's quite often that I'm coming across these two. Uh, and also Carson Wentz is there also. So if I throw Carson Wentz into that pool, what do you say Carson there? Wentz. So, so he, you love he, is, him. he moves to the top. Oh, so you're, you're, you're a big fan. I am a fan of Carson Wentz. I think that last year it, it was a I'll call it a gray season because they rushed him back he shouldn't have been back that soon they had a capable quarterback in Nick Folk and that's kind of why you know he wound up getting hurt with that back injury too when I say he got hurt I mean Carson Wentz because he pl- he didn't play like the first two or three games I can't remember exactly and then he played a couple and then he didn't play towards the end of the year didn't play in the playoffs and uh you know with that Excuse me, that means I'm on a clock, y'all. And uh, the dude ahead of me just took James Conner. I'm a little, I'm a little upset about that. But uh, I always have a plan, have a backup plan. I've been kind of in this spot a lot in the 12-team leagues. And without a doubt, at this spot, I'm in the second round with the seventh pick, and I am taking Dalvin Cook. I like that. And uh, Kevin will be on the clock right now, and I'll just continue to talk about Carson Wentz. Where'd you, where'd you go there? Big I took Kev? Leonard Fournette immediately. Okay, Leonard Fournette. I like that. And he's always there, so I'm going to take him. I do think um, it's between him and Devontae Freeman. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where I go with that, but um, uh, most most of the time, uh, as I've been going along, I've been taking Leonard Fournette. I don't think there's a lot of competition, and you also taking Dalvin Cook, where you took him second round, seventh pick. There's no competition for him in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He is the man. If he is healthy, he is going to be phenomenal. I am concerned about him as a Green Bay fan. Uh, if you're in fantasy, Make him high on your list. He has not. He's had had no issues so far in camp. He is the man. So if Dalvin Cook's on your list, keep him there. Listen, people, um, we're going to be moving fast pace here with the with the mock draft. So we're going to be switching subjects from time to time as we're doing it. But getting back to the Carson Wentz situation, I feel as though they rushed him last year. Right, and uh, I can say that I've had two torn ACLs. You are hesitant at every pivot, every jump, every stop. Um, you know what unstable feels like in your leg. So you kind of second guess everything. And I felt like he was doing that on throws, on, you know, uh, rushes, stepping up in the pocket, all those things. And there was one game he played against the Colts. The Eagles squeaked it out, and I could see it. It was rain in that game. That was his first game back. He did not He did not need to be on the field. And right. they could have managed with Nick Fole. Nick they could have managed with Nick Foles. I don't know why they rushed Carson back. The point I'm making here is I am high on Carson Wentz this year, and I have kind of reached for him in a couple mock drafts. Um, 
because of those reasons alone. Okay. And I'm a fan of him. And even before that, what, he had 26 touchdowns. I think it was 22. We already did the mm-hmm. a- NFC East. I'm kind of blanking. But I know he had seven interceptions, and his ratio was good. I think it was 22. So um, 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions last year. But uh, I think he's going to be a quality quarterback. It's uh, The only thing with him, it comes down to, is he going to stay healthy? If he is healthy, everything is going well for them. And I think they're going to be a really good team this year in the NFC. So while we're going to digress back to our mock draft, Kev, would you go there and uh, can you explain that pick? So I just went in the third round and I had the fifth pick, quite obviously, on my way coming back around on the third. I took Amari Cooper at receiver. I just think he's going to be the man. He was just a guy who needed a change of environment. Oakland wasn't the place for him. I don't know what they were doing in Oakland, but he showed that he showed that he can get busy if he's in the right position. And Dak Prescott's going to throw it to him. He is more. Uh, he is quite easily a third round pick, I think, for them. There's not a lot of competition. Anybody pushing him for for catches i think zeke will probably still be the second best receiver on the team once they sign him and he actually just to bring it up since we're on dallas he got offered a contract yesterday that allows him to be one of the top two paid running backs in the league so the ball's in your court zeke let's see what you do with that man all right well it's my pick now guys uh we're in the third round the sixth pick of the mock draft i got 25 seconds left i know where i'm going i'm just kind of taking my time here i was letting kev go but what i wanted to point out Third round, sixth pick, Melvin Gordon is still available, and I am not touching him. I want no parts of Melvin Gordon. Now, I will be honest. If he come, if I come back around the fourth round and he's hanging there, I'm I will him. do it. Yes. Um, <laughs> my clock is ticking, and I am going Marlon Mack. Um, so, to give you guys a, a quick recap of where I'm at, Todd Gurley in the first round, Dalvin Cook in the second round, Marlon Mack in the third. Yes. Yes, I took three running backs in a row. That is my strategy. I'm rolling with it. I believe uh, this league that I'm playing in, that I'm drafting for this position, is a full-point PPR. I am confident in Mack and Cook's ability to catch the ball, and Gurley's going to be running it, so I'm not really worried about that. I know that I can find value in the later rounds in wide receivers, so I, I'm i going running back, running back, running back. And if it comes down to Mac, so I guess to you, if it comes down to Mac and Aaron Jones, you're a Mac guy each time because I was, that was one of my questions on my notes for you was Jones or Mac. So every time I come to that point, say I did go three, uh, three running backs. When I get to that third running back, to me it comes down to with whoever's left on that list. It's either Jones or Mac. So you lean that way then. I do, and uh, it's really you 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 know I try to get as much uh, as I can from any aspect, and that really comes down to the new offense in Green Bay. I believe in Aaron Jones. I just don't know what to expect from Matt LaFleur. And I'm willing to... I can tell you if you want to know because we are... we In his offense, you run the football. Okay. You run the football. His thing is, he's like Mike McCarthy put too much pressure on Aaron Rodgers to always be the guy. He's like... How he's like, I'm gonna make Aaron Rodgers more effective than he already is by making sure that people come to Green Bay and respect the run. They haven't respected us on the run since Ryan Grant. That was the last time we've been respected in the run. Well, I guess I'll give you 80 less. He had 2,000 yard seasons, but it, it didn't feel the same. Like when Ryan Grant came, people knew he was coming. So I think. I think he's still going to be viable. He can catch the football. He is highly, highly efficient with gaining yards per catch. I think for any running back with a minimum of 50 touches, he was ranked number one with seven yards per touch. So that is just like, what else are you going to say to that? The guy is efficient, but I do think Marlon Mack has a chance to equal him in the year. 
Uh, I, when I come to that spot, I'm looking at either Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, or it was oh, and Chris Carson. I kind of I'm running into that spot where it's between them three. Okay. And I lean a little bit more towards Chris Carson and Marlon Mack. I know that Carson's going to be the guy, but uh, Pete Carroll just kind of, he's one of those guys that one day he wants to go with Bashar Penny, one day he wants to go with Chris Carson, and one day he wants to go with whoever the third-string guy is there, right. which I don't even know. it. Um so uh, J.D. McKissick. Yes, um, and he can, and he's more of a pass catcher yeah. than he is an actual so, runner anyway. I don't know there, man. But the Aaron Jones thing, I, I hear what you're saying. I take I take uh, what you say into account because you are a Packers fan. But I don't see number 12 agreeing with you. And I can see that dude audible and at the line a lot to throw some passes. It, and it was one of his complaints, actually. Yeah, it was I, it was his I complaint would. that that they weren't running the ball. He's like, why why don't we run it more? He's like, he's all right with that, but I don't know. We'll see. The proof will be in the pudding when the season gets started. We'll see which way they go. Um, so I have another question. You said that the, one of the leagues you're in is a full PPR league. What is your opinion on any league that's not PPR? I hate it. First of all, let me just say I I don't want to play and I don't want to play in any league that's not PPR. You lower the value of players. It's not even about higher score. It's just about it's more fun. You limit a guy like Adam Humphreys, who both of us are high on, who's going to be a high pass catcher for them in the middle of the field, and he has no value if you're not in a PPR league. What are you? What's your thought on it? I can't I can't stand that. So my immediate thought when I hear no PPR or like or even half point. Half point is like when you want like grilled chicken and they're like, we got fried chicken. And I'm like, right. <laughs> no PPR. I think of like when I was a kid and I would like stay home from school and you put TV on during the day and it's trash. There's nothing on but like soap operas and like Barney and friends. That's when you play in a fantasy league without PPR. What okay. is the point? I, I, I never will ever do it. Ever, unless I'm tricked into it, and even then, I'll. I'm one of those guys that don't like to back out, but I will tell you, I'm not playing. Okay. Yeah. So it's full PPR, half point PPR is like. Uh, I, I, I still grit. don't want to do it. Yeah, I, still I got don't a grin. Ba- yeah, it, that's that's like desperation. If this happens in an actual draft, wow, this is insane. Yeah, what are you gonna do here? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All right, so Vince is up. He's in the fourth round. He has the seventh pick. What are you gonna do with this? Players available. We there's Aaron Jones. There's you don't Ju- have to read that one. <laughs> there's Julian Edelman. No way. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Cooper Cup. Uh, there's uh, Evan Ingram. There's Hunter Henry. Where, where are you going with this one, man? I know you ain't going to go quarterback this early, but Deshaun Watson's still there. Aaron Rodgers is still there. Yeah, where I are we am. going? I'm definitely not going quarterback here. Now, I have three running backs, but this is insanity. Like, I would love Aaron Jones in this spot, but right. I can't go three. I can't go four running backs. Absolutely. I'm not can. touching Julian Edelman. And as much as I do like Kenny Galladay, I'm not, I don't trust in the Detroit Lions. And I think Marvin Jones is going to be is always going to be the better receiver there. He is quality. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm in, I'm in the division, so I watch Marvin Jones all the time. If he's healthy, he's phenomenal. I I would choose him over Galladay, but maybe Galladay takes off. I don't know, but I I, I would stick with Old Faithful. So my decision is going to come down to Cooper Cup or Alshon Jeffrey, and I'm looking at it over right now. We'll say again. I I would have to take Aaron. I would take four, four running backs. Running backs. Uh, trade bait, baby. I got Yo, you. Yo, I agree. You, 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 you're gonna sop that. up the. You're gonna sop it up, and somebody's gonna need him. <laughs> now I got five seconds here. I'm pulling the trigger. I hope he misses. Don't take him. Don't take him. 
I'm he going, took Cooper Cup. I'm going Cooper Cup, y'all. Out of here. Um, I'm not crazy about that only because I have Gurley, and that means I lose two guys on week nine bye. So that's something you got to keep an eye on. I, I, um, I necessarily don't, I don't like to take guys on the same team often, but if they play different positions, it's really not that bad. I had a question about that. And my questions is, do you ever draft two receivers from the same team? I will never. I don't think I'll draft two receivers. But if I can get Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas, absolutely. Okay. I'll take all okay. three. I'll take the whole damn Saints off. <laughs> but I won't take that many. But I will say that if I can get Kamara, if all if all of them play different positions, or if I can get Kamara, Cook, and Brees, I will do that. But And I do like to match a quarterback with a receiver if I can. And by the way, I took Aaron Jones. So, so far, my first round, Le'Veon Bell, second round. Leonard Fournette, third round Amari Cooper, and then fourth round Aaron Jones. Jeez, I, I like the way this is coming out. Maybe I'm going to switch my. Uh, I told you I had the formula put down, but if Aaron Jones falls to me, I can't guarantee that in my other leagues. I feel like t- there's too much awareness. This is just a mock, but in some of the, I know the people in my leagues, and I don't think that would ever happen where I would be able to get Aaron Jones in the fourth that uh, you know that early and still have three backs and a great receiver. We'll see. And that's something that we wanted to point out as well because sometimes you can mock draft all you want. There's always going to be somebody that throws a wrench into the plan. <laughs> they always pick someone. You're just like, what? Like, how to? It like, happens. What were you doing all the time? And just like in this draft, and for example, where you know Aaron Jones was still available in the what's that? The fourth. The round? fourth round. That's insanity. I do think um, that's crazy. Even now, I, I can't believe that Alshon Jeffrey. It's the fifth round, first pick, and Alshon is still available. Um, I will tell you that you know Kevin picks ahead of me. But I, you know, we're, this is a mock draft. But if he, if if he's still there when it gets to me, I'm taking, you know, Alshon Jeffrey. This is crazy. Um, but these kind of things happen sometimes, and you know, you have to use the correct strategy. If this was a real draft, and I noticed that Aaron Jones is available with, even though I had three running backs, like Kevin said, trade bait. I look at Kevin's roster and I see that Aaron Jones fits perfectly for the way he drafted, and I might take him just because I don't want Kevin to have him. Right. There could be some people that do that to you, especially if you're. It depends on what kind of league you're in, because some people try to stick it to each other. You know, it's yeah. all about the trash talk. I, yeah. uh, to me, it's the best part about fantasy. Fantasy would not be fun if I wasn't doing it with my friends. I wouldn't want to do it. I felt uh, more than more than that. It's just about us getting together and talking trash. So you might get that a little bit of competitiveness in in the drafting, and actually with what's left that running back I think Aaron Jones is the is the least of those the rest are kind of uh you don't know what they're going to be the only person after Aaron Jones that makes me truly excited I think is Philip Lindsay uh after Aaron Jones comes off the board what's left is you have Kenyon Drake you have Tariq Cohen you have Geis you have Lamar Miller who I also like he's like that Honda Civic that goes 300,000 miles yeah he, he's just he, he gets it done but after that and I guess you have Eckler as a fill-in for uh, in case Gordon doesn't come back but Philip Lindsay is the most exciting person after Aaron Jones comes off the board, in my opinion, at running back. Yeah, I, I'm, and we're in the fifth round on the third pick, at least right now. And uh, I'm going to talk about that later on as we get there. Someone, so Kev, Kev just picked uh, Tyler Lockett. He uh, is going to be the man. I'm telling you, fifth he, round, fifth pick. I, I like that pick. Sleeper, there. massive. Sleeper alert, sleeper alert, yo, you guys got to pick up Lockett. I think he's going to be the guy, especially with Metcalf being down for a little bit. They don't have a ton of options there. No more Doug Baldwin. No more Doug Baldwin. He's the man now, so I would keep him on your list. I'm trying to get him everywhere I can. And like I said, uh, if Alshon Jeffrey was available um, at at that spot, I am going to take him. 
Um, it's the fifth round, sixth pick. Alshon is available. I'm just kind of stretching it out uh, to talk. I'm making sure something that you guys got to do. Look at your bye weeks, okay? So I have Gurley on a week nine bye. I have Dalvin Cook on a week 12 bye. Obviously, Cooper Cup plays on the same team as Gurley. He's a week nine bye as well. And Marlon Mack is week six. I double check. Alshon is week 10. That looks good. So Let's so you're it. definitely, you're, 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 you're staying focused on that because I won't, I do try to focus on it, but if I feel like I'm going to get a quality team and all I got to do is make it through one or two weeks, uh, I will, I'll call them hell weeks where you have maybe three guys on a buy. I, I sometimes, if I think the player is so quality and the value so high that I have to overlook that, I will, but I know you are, uh, you're very meticulous about looking at, um, about looking at bye weeks, right? Absolutely. Uh, last year I prayed on somebody that didn't look at their bye weeks um and i saw that two weeks ahead of two weeks ahead of time they were playing me they had three running backs two of which were going to be on a bye and one of his top receivers were going to be on a bye as well as his quarterback so this guy had four starters going to be on a bye week and you know what i did i went and traded for that one running back that wasn't going to be on a bye week, even though that guy really didn't impress me. That guy was actually Bilal Powell, okay. who really wasn't a great fantasy asset, but I didn't want to have to worry about playing him, so I traded for him. And then when that guy realized that I just traded him another player and he lost that guy that who would have been his bye week filler, he had to pick up two middle back end running backs to start that week because both of his running backs were on a bye and the guy that he would have started he traded to me right and i whoever he started i believe actually i know one of them was alfred morris okay (laughs) he got two points uh needless to say i won that game i don't want to say it was just because of my strategy of looking at the bye weeks but i think it had a lot to do with it and that's something you really got to look at guys but kevin mentioned something that i wanted to get to and that's just win your week. I have it written down here on my notes. Just win your week. Listen, if you guys don't like the way your team came out after the draft, if you don't like some of the spots that you were stuck in, win the week. That's all that matters. Make the moves. Pick up the defenses. Do what you have to do. That means it's my turn, y'all. Do what you have to do to win the week. I'm going to look at this board. What are you going to do? I already have my plan, so I'm ready to go. I don't want to get too distracted here. This guy just took D.D. Westbrook. I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> I, so, I love me some D.D., man. I think he, with the, the addition of Nick Foles, he was, I thought he was pretty decent with, uh, uh, with uh, <laughs> Vince just made some kind of stank face. So I think somebody is available that he thinks is crazy that they're available. Somebody's available. I can't believe, why is Aaron Rodgers still sitting here? In the sixth round? I didn't even look at quarterback. You're in the sixth round right now. And Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan. This Ooh, is crazy. Wow. I'm going. Matty Ice. I oh, can't believe wow, that. Oh, that and, early? And I'm I fine now. That makes me... I didn't... I don't think it's really early. I can't believe that these guys are still available. It's it's bananas to me. I mean, that's why... I, I don't know. I don't do too many 12-team leagues. Um, I, I'm a I'm a big proponent of the deeper leagues, 14. So yeah, he calls them big boy I do. leagues. It is I a think, big boy league. I think every league has its challenges. I'm going with Ryan Anderson. I think he's going to be a big dog this year at receiver for the Jets. He could get down the field and Robbie. A uh, Robbie. Don't be sorry. butchering my boy's uh, name, my dog. Boy, uh, Robbie Anderson. But I think he's put some eager. respect on it. <laughs> I put think some he's respect eager, on it. Eager to let people know that he is not the uh, he's not just a deep threat. That he can do more than that. That he that he's not he's not just that. And he's only 26. 
It's not like he's an old man. So I'm going to try to get him in any league I can. Yeah, and like I said to you guys, if you've been following the show, um, and if you haven't been, if this is the first episode you're tuning into, I just want to put this out to you guys. One of my big sleeper teams, so to say, is the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. They play 16 games, just like every other football team. But the difference is they play 13 games indoors. 13 out of 16 games are inside. That's insanity. I want Matty Ice on my team. I want any Falcon that I can get on my team in fantasy. And I'm going to be betting a lot on the Falcons this year, depending on, of course, the spread. But we're going to get back to fantasy. I don't want to go too much off topic. But that that is a fantasy. That that is something that you want in fantasy. That's a fantasy tip. So if they're going to be playing inside all that, mean there's a level of comfort that that offense is going to have being inside, not being effective. Devontae Freeman defense too. Uh, right, Calvin Ridley. But we're talking about uh, defense yes. too. And Calvin Ridley and then Julio Jones, and that means extra balls for Muhammad Sanu and Austin Hooper, who are also on this team as as those you know three, four, five options there. So I think that's going to just make their offense better because Matt Ryan's going to be at a level of comfort Kyle Shanahan has had what this will be his third season with these boys Uh, the Falcons are going to be a problem especially offensively so if you could take any of their players and you could get Muhammad Sanu way discounted so I think he would be a good filler for later late for you guys in the at the end of the draft I'm with that um so we're gonna get to our tips and tricks we're gonna go down some listings uh Kevin's gonna fire one then I'm gonna fire one you know, we're kind of freestyling with this episode, but really just giving you guys some more fantasy insight. Just fantasy today. Nothing else. Um, you know, we, like I said, we got 14 days, two weeks away from football. So I know it's probably crunch time for you guys. Everybody's getting their fantasies going. This weekend's a big fantasy weekend. Next weekend is um our live draft. Kevin and I are in another league together. The big the big league. The big boy league. Has a, has a nice pot. I Shout out to that. everybody that's listening to this. That's in the big boy league. Steve. Joe, Pat, um, if I'm leaving you out, I just, I just, oh, my boy Marquette, you know what I mean? Money making Marquette is in there. So, uh, you know, everybody listening, we appreciate the support and we're just trying to round up some fantasy advice for you. Tips and tricks. This is my first one. You hear that noise when you hear that? Blip, 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 blip. That means somebody took one of the guys I have my eye on. Um, <laughs> you, do you use your cue when I you're use drafting? It all the time. I don't ever use the cue. I just pay attention to what's going on. Well, see, I'm since I'm yapping my mouth here and I'm trying to give out some winners and some advice to people, <laughs> I want to make sure I don't forget on somebody. So uh, one of the first things I wanted to point out, and Kevin touched on it a little bit, do not fall in love with guys from last year. Kevin uh, mentioned Philip Lindsay. I will talk about him later. He had a big year last year. And what I really mean is, though, not just him. You might have had a guy on your team. You might have had a guy on your team particular, and he had a great year. Don't focus on last year. Last year is last year. How do you feel about that, Kev? I agree. I'm with you on that. But you also have to take it. Last year is last year. It's always a new year. You just have to more focus on the player and where they're at. Go ahead. I'm going to cut you off, Kev. You just took my man. See, this is what happens. Kevin took Emmanuel Sanders. I liked him. That was going to be my next pick. And I just want to say F you, Kev. And, yeah, and we're close in some drafts, man. So uh, I think in the 14-team league. So we're, I think we're, me and you are going to – we have a similar mind uh, mindset. So I think we're going to have some battles over a few players that are going to get mad at each other on the way back and going around since we're right next to each other in a few drafts. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a rough spot here. Uh, I have two receivers. I have three running backs. The number one receiver is Sammy Watkins. I want no parts of him. Uh, the next receiver is Will Fuller. 
I want no parts of him either. And then it's Marvin Jones. I want. I don't know about Marvin Jones. I like him, but I don't know here. But I see a lot of value with some other players. But do I really want to go with another running back here? And I do need a tight end. And the guy I want is available, but I just feel like I'm reaching for him because I don't know if anybody else has their eye on him. So what I'm going to do with Jarek McKinnon being hurt and Melvin Gordon, it's going to come down to Eckler and Coleman, and I'm going Eckler because I don't know what's going on with Melvin Gordon, and I like Eckler, so I'm going to roll there. I don't know why this thing's still making noise if I made my pick. It's all right. A little bit of noise won't hurt anybody. All right. And what's left after that? You got Coleman, Duke Johnson. You have Royce Freeman, uh, Josh Howard, uh, um, Jordan Howard. I apologize from now to Philadelphia Eagles. But back to not falling in love with guys from last year. Yes, absolutely. So I, I get you on that. But this is for me. I look at players like I look at stocks. Okay. So when I see a guy like A.J. Green. Right now, I still think he's in the middle of his prime. Some people think he's over the edge. I'm trying to keep guys that they're they're still in their prime. They're the Apple stock. They're the Sony stock. They're the Walt Disney stock. I think AJ Green is always going to be, not always going to be that stock, but I still think he's in there, even with the injury. So I'm even going to be more willing to take him. And he was doing wonderful last year, but then he got hurt last year too. But it's football. You know, injuries are going to come. They're going to go. But... I do agree. Moving forward, you can't go off the stats you heard last year, but you do have to keep in mind, where is this player? Are they at the end? Are they in the middle or at the beginning? Have they? Did they ever have a prime? You know, so like a LaShawn McCoy. I do think a LaShawn McCoy still has value deep on your bench, given where you'll be able to get him in some of these leagues this year. And we'll see. And he was talking. He still has the confidence, all that kind of stuff. But I, th- I do think LaShawn McCoy is a little bit past his prime. So I do think, uh, but I still think AJ Green is in the middle of it and i do my best not to hold on too much to what happened last year i got you uh two years ago i had todd Gurley. i drafted him late i believe it was like the 12th pick in my 14 team league um i wound up winning my championship that year a lot of that goes to todd Gurley. um last year in my mind i was taking todd Gurley no matter what just because of what he did the year prior luckily he was off the board at that at my position and uh he wound up hurting a lot of people in, in the fantasy playoffs last year when he started to get hurt and yep. stuff like that. So there, that would bode well for what I'm saying is just don't go off of just last year. There's a lot more in the play. If a guy had a great year last year, that was last year. you know. But like Kevin said, you, know, you want to take into account a little bit there. Um, and hold on, let me come yeah, in with a little bit ahead. of breaking news. The Carolina Panthers are cautiously optimistic that quarterback Cam Newton will be available to play week one after he is injured during Thursday preseason game. General Manager Marty Herney said Friday from ESPN.com. Just wanted to let you know. So there is a little shakiness. They said they're cautiously optimistic. He'll probably tough it out. He is a tough guy. I don't think he's going to have a problem there. But, you know, just keep that in mind when you're drafting. So... Another tip for me is we're already doing it. You have to mock draft. We already said it, but it sounds stupid, but it is. It gives you a general view of what you're going to have. So you have a plan moving forward. And obviously Vince agrees with me. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Eighth pick, eighth round. Give me Baker Mayfield. Baker, Uh, Baker, the touchdown maker. Did you see this team I'm building right here? You should be terrified looking at this squad I got, brother. This is phenomenal. uh, I'm going to go to reference... Bone crusher? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I ain't ever scared. 
Said I'm outside of the club. And I rem- That's a great song, man. Yeah. Especially the remix. I had to reference that for, for you young boys that don't know. <laughs> There's I'm probably a bunch of people you. with no clue who Bonecrest is. I'll read you guys Kevin's team over here because he's slurping it. So <laughs> you got Baker Mayfield, Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Aaron Jones. And Rob- my bench. And the next two guys are on my bench, by the way. Robbie Rob Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders. That is definitely a good team. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front there. <laughs> but speaking of good teams, we're gonna go to mine so far. I got Maddie Ice, touchdown Tommy. That's excuse me, touchdown Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup, Alshon Jeffrey, Marlon Mack, and then on my bench, Austin Eckler. And Curtis Samuel. And to repeat, I'm the fifth pick. He's the sixth pick, and this is a PPR 12 team draft. Just so you know, just to keep, just to make sure you have the correct perspective on what's going on for us. So, what are some of your other pet peeves, or are not pet peeves, but some of your other tips and tricks for for fantasy? So next up on my on my list here is the best fantasy owners are active fantasy owners, and what that means is make trades. Stay on that waiver wire. Read up on your players. You know, last year, my brother-in-law plays in the 14-team league. And uh, when we were in the playoffs, he sent me a screenshot of my acquisitions. They were, I don't even remember. It was really high. And I won the league. Oh, And I said to him, I don't care if I had to make triple that amount of moves. Whatever I got to do to win. I'm trading. I'm adding players. You are a big move guy. I do it. I'm all over. I send out probably three, four trades a week. You know, nothing crazy. I know that they are reasonable trades. I'm not going to send you my kicker and my defense for Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, you got to make moves. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. And uh, another saying I like to say is, if you ain't trading, you ain't trying. So best fantasy owners are active fantasy owners. How do you feel about that, Kev? Hold on. We're gonna. I, I'm going to come back to that. Hold that thought. Okay. But I have a sleeper alert here because I just took him. So last night I made the choice of going veteran with tight end. I believe the veteran tight end class is so heavy and I still think they all have a chance to be effective enough for you to be for you to have a useful tight end position, especially if you take uh, several of them. If you could get yourself maybe three, two or three tight ends. I do like that because they could be used at at a flex position. So it's not just one of them for one position. But I think Delaney Walker is going to be that sleeper for this year. Uh, before he came into this, before the last two seasons, which he has been, uh, he's been hurt uh, very much so. But before that, one of the best tight ends, I think o- over three seasons from 2014 to 2017, he had over 800 yards receiving and several touchdowns. I don't have the touchdowns exactly. I know the 800 yards receiving is accurate, but I think he's going to be a sleeper this year. He is determined to come back and show them if he stays healthy. I think you might maybe you want to go a little bit later in tight end because at the beginning of the year, we thought the tight end position was a little bit more dire. The more I dug into it, the more I've been doing these drafts, the more I feel comfortable going veteran at tight end. Uh, I agree with you there. That's your first tight end off the board, correct? It is. Okay, yeah. So Kev just took in the ninth round with the fifth pick. He went with Delaney Walker from Tennessee and ironically, I'm hitting it with a tight end. I can't even disagree with what Kev is saying. I've been keeping my eye on somebody, and I'm going with the Vance dance. Vance McDonald hmm. from from Pittsburgh. And like, like they call them out there in Pittsburgh, the Stillers. Not the Steelers. They call them the Stillers. S-T-I-L-L-E-R-S. <laughs> 
I spent some extensive time in that area, and that's how they pronounce it. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. They also call soda pop out there, and it makes no same sense Same as either. Chicago. They do the same thing pop? in Chicago. They call it pop yeah, they, in Chicago. They said to me one time, I said, uh, you ever had pop? And I said, no, I've never had pop. And they were all going crazy, and they said, you never had pop in your life? And I said, I don't think I've ever ingested anything in my life called pop, unless it was pop rocks when I was a kid. And they were like, I can't believe you never had Coca-Cola. And I said, well, wait a minute. I've had soda before. And they said, well, that's pop. And I said, no, that's not pop. That's soda. <laughs> Anyway. It all depends. It's a regional term, that's for sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back to your waiver wire pickup and, and and that input. For me, I I am not a super active guy. I'm always active on waivers, of course, because that's like that's like the free agent pot. That's fine. But when it comes to trades for me, I'm only looking for one or two. I depend greatly on my draft. My draft, I, I, I look at it. I'm looking for long-term stops. I'm looking for my Apple. I'm looking for my Disney's. I'm looking for guys I can plug in and leave there, and I'm not going to think about it again. And I'm going to take the fate of the team that I drafted for the most part. Now, if I find myself in an advantageous position at a certain position and somebody wants to inquire, I'm all down for a trade. I'll do multiple if it makes sense. But generally, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let my team do what they're going to do. And then if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. But my goal is to win at the draft. Okay. Um, while Kevin was talking, I just made my last selection. Tenth round, um, seventh pick. And I went with James Washington, also of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love that. Sleeper alert for Vince Conti from Vince Conti. He, somebody's going to have to take up for the 92 catches and the 115 catches. that And, and the 14 touchdowns <laughs> from right. crusty feet Antonio Brown. <laughs> so, And I think James Washington is going to be one of them. And I also think Vance McDonald's going to be one of them. Dance, I, dance. I, I love where your head is at. That's two sleepers in a row. Two guys. Uh, there's a lot of production that is lost on that team right now. And I think that... That 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 is a great pick for on you, and I think that they're going to have a lot of value there in Pittsburgh. Kev just picked uh, in the tenth round with the eighth pick. He went with Danger Russ. He, I am his lawyer, Russell I, Wilson. I am, now, I, before you start preaching, yeah. <laughs> before I even before I even made the pick, I almost took Russell Wilson just because I knew Kev loved him. He loves him like Sierra loves him. So. <laughs> I was like, yo, I should just take him right here and burn him. But uh, I'm cool with my quarterback, and I, I already have my eye on my, my backup. I'm actually going to hit the quay on him or the quay or what do, what do you call it? The Q? The Q. I, I call it the Q. I don't know which Whatever one is correct, is. though. Some, probably some French word. doesn't matter. <laughs> and I, that's to keep my eye on button there. But anyway, should call it the Quen from so, now on. I kind of like that. <laughs> so tell us why you tell us why you love uh, Russell Wilson. I, I just, Serenade us with a Sierra song about why you love Russell. <laughs> I just like him, though, man. He's quality. He wins games. They're always in a game. If it comes down to the end, the game is never over if he's involved and when the game's on the line it's rare for him to make a big mistake now it's crazy for me to say that given he threw an interception on the goal line when you have mar sean lynch mm. what what are you doing Pete carroll mm. but not to get too deep Skittles. into that the guy is just really good he doesn't have an offensive line yet last year he had over 30 touchdowns uh and less than 10 and less than 10 interceptions the guy is just phenomenal and i get it run heavy run heavy offense i don't care if he's my backup, I feel 100% comfortable to put him in. And I can play him for the rest of the year. Say I, I took Baker Mayfield in this draft and Baker Mayfield goes down for the year. I am more than happy to plug in Russell Wilson and plug and play for the rest of the year. Okay. And uh, if you guys listen to 
Um, our podcast, episode six, we discussed the NFC East. And in that division, there's a team, the Washington Redskins, and they have Case Keenum, and they also drafted Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Where I'm going with this is the age-old saying, Kev just did the faux pas, in my opinion. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. And he's going to have Danger Russ sitting on that bench, dropping 30 burgers while Baker Mayfield's out there putting up 22. And he's going to say, hmm, maybe I should put Russ in. And then he puts Russ in the next week, and he has 19, and Baker has 28. And then he's playing the quarterback carousel, and I don't want that. I want no parts of it. I got my quarterback. I'm drafting the rest of my team. And then I'm going to go with my secondary quarterback, who's a guy who I'm not expecting a lot out of. But if he pops, then maybe I got trade bait. Hmm. I kind of like, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. But I'm sticking with mine because there's just too much. There's too much going on. Like, if you lose a quarterback, it can really derail your whole year. And I just don't want that to happen. I really don't. And I'm taking Kalen Balaj as... The Bellagio. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna get the rushes. But last night he had, he rushed twelve times for seventeen yards. Mm. Boo! Mm. Not very good. That offensive line needs to get it together in Miami. But I'm still gonna keep him in mind. If I was you guys, he's gonna get the value. If you need him as a backup, he's also the fourth running back on uh, on my team. I might not even start Aaron Jones. I could put Emmanuel Sanders, a uh, Robbie Anderson, depending on who's there. So really. When you take uh, three running backs early, as I did within the first four rounds, usually that third guy is going to be my backup. Balazs is my fourth running back, so you can take more of a chance in that area. When you and get there's a lot of value end. with him too, so I think that's a very small. I pick think it, there's spot. a lot. Now I got 45 seconds here. I'm on the clock. 11th round, six pick. I'm going to just I'm going to kick it to Kev. Kev, you could look at this list, and he's going to tell you who I'm going to pick before I even do it. Take a look. We got 30 seconds. Take your time. I'm, I'm trying not to keep the silence. We don't want it. When he finds it, I'm, I'm staring at him. When he, His eyes are going to pop open. He's going to be like, oh, yeah. Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. We're both very high on Adam Humphreys. He's the guy. He, I think he's going to be really good. I think the only competition he has is Delaney Walker. Um, I, I, PPR I, I can't. I, I can't argue with you. Yeah. I think he's going to be really good for them this yeah, year. Man. Yeah, so he, <laughs> like I said, Kev knew where I was going there. He said it with a little, little disappointment because he knew that he wasn't getting Adam Humphreys in our mock draft. All right, so there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight running backs left of the top ranked as far as ESPN has them ranked. And one of them at 187 is Kareem Hunt, right? Mm-hmm. And his ADP is about 140, actually. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Kareem Hunt? What are you doing with him? You leave him there? You, you pick him up? What do you do? So this would be a perfect spot for if you're a football fan out there. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys. This is what I do, okay? So I got it. This is all on the Rolodex. I'm hyping this up. But this is a perfect spot for the Mike Singletary quote. Can't work with him. <laughs> I can't work with him. Can't work with him. talking about Vernon Davis, but, right? Yep. Yeah. Can't work with him. Can't do it. I remember that. Yep. Can't do it. I would plug the clip in right here if the NFL wouldn't sue us. Can't work with him. Uh, how about, Don't you want. See, yo, see Vince's face, and he's doing the Mike Singletary face, and it's really funny. Don't want him. Can't do it. And that's exactly what, you know, I didn't say it verbatim, but uh, I'm not touching Kareem Hunt. (laughs) I want no parts of a guy that's going to clog up my bench for nine weeks. Then when he comes back, do your homework, people, because I already did it. When he comes back after the nine-game suspension, guess what week 10 is? A bye. So you can't use this dude for 10 weeks. And then he's the backup. He's behind 
Nick Chubb. So you know what I'm going to do? Let everybody else clog up their bench with a dude for 10 weeks. Can't do it. I feel the total opposite. I'm going to take him. I'm going to stash him wherever I can stash him. That is my goal. Um, I also have an IR IR spot in one of my leagues, so I can take him and put him in there. Well, like I said before, we did discuss this briefly. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. If you have an injured reserve spot, that is completely a different story. Okay. Some leagues have it. Some leagues don't. In my 14-team league, we don't have that because I think it's a little bit unfair. There's so many uh, roster spots. So in that league, we don't. But if you do have an IR spot, that's not a bad decision. The same with Melvin Gordon, A.J. Green. All those guys come into play when you have an IR spot. My bad to interrupt you. No problem. And I said I would keep him. And I get where Vince is saying, Nick Chubb. But I feel like Vince, he's 23. Did you guys see the last season he had before he had made the poor choice that he made? He is 23 and plays like that. He's better than Nick Chubb right now. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying he's going to take the, the carries. They are have they will have no choice but to use him when he gets back. They will figure it out. And they're going to use him like they used Duke Johnson. And he is better, far better than Duke Johnson. And Duke Johnson's a very good player. But... Uh, I'm going to do my best to get him on my squad. I'll have him because most of the time, am I really going to get to using Kalen Balazs? You never know because you get injury-ridden seasons. Everything happens. You you never know what's going to happen. But if I have a spot to stash him and I think it's good value, I'm taking him. And by the way, I just got Greg Olson in the 12th round. You guys are crazy. Mm. If Mm. you go, and now if you want to get Ertz and you want to get your Kelsey, you want to get your Kittle, I get that. And Evan Ingram, who I think is going to be a breakout star this year, he ran, by the way, he ran a 4-2-40. 4-2 at tight end. He's 6-4. He's gigantic. That is unbelievable. But keep it in mind, it's still Jordan Reed on the board. We're in the 13th round. Jordan Reed, Jack Doyle, uh, 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 Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, Chris Herndon. He's he's out right now, but still. Noah Fant is still there. You never know what he's going to be. DJ Hawkinson. Yeah, there's some tight ends left, so I would keep it in mind as you guys move forward, whatever you want to do, but there's some really good veterans left at the end of that draft that I think still have, they still have some left in the tank to make you viable at tight end. Yeah, so um, I like that pick right there. You know, uh, you want to have a, I like the veteran move, man. I really do. Uh, I got my eye on a tight end for my next pick as well. And I could discuss that free free willingly because I know Kev has two tight ends. He ain't taking three. I am going to take three. You are going to take three. Absolutely. Look at that. Yes. I, see, this is why we have these discussions, people. <laughs> because I was almost fell off the chair that he would take three tight ends. But hey, listen, to each his own. You know, everybody's got their own strategy. I'm not knocking it because um, I don't know. Everybody's got their own thing. Man. Coming up, 13th round, Greg the Leg. Thank you very much. Taking my boy Greg Zerlon. Yes, and when I come back around, either Jimmy Graham or Jordan Reed will be on my spot. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you because... I just took Jimmy Graham. You can have him. I'll take Jordan Reed. I know you hate Jordan <laughs> Reed you, anyway. I, I, he's injury guy. I but want no parts of Jordan. He's Band-Aid. just going to be a volume guy. He gets the targets. He's going to be the number one guy there. There's no Their receivers are awful. Go back and listen to our, our NFC East. Episode uh, 6. Uh, episode 6. SoundCloud, Go back and find it. Spotify. Yeah, spot, yeah. Podcoin. iTunes. I want no parts of Jordan Band-Aid or Jordan, Jordan Gauze Pad, Jordan Cast. <laughs> Uh, Jordan crutches, whatever you could call him, he's always hurt. I don't want no parts of it. I didn't even know I was on the clock here, but I got so, so, what do you do about kickers in defense? Last, okay. I ain't worried about. It. Well, defense, not necessarily last. I think actually, I'm gonna look at this right now. I think I'm going defense right here. I have some in my 
Q. And um, yeah, I'm going to go defense right here. I'm um, just looking at it. I'm going with the Texans. Houston ah, Texans. Yeah, okay. give, me, give me that J.J. Watt. Give me that to Davius Clowney. Yes. I was trying to. They haven't signed him yet, though. Yeah, well, He's still sitting out. That's all good, man. He'll <laughs> sign. I ain't worried about him. Speaking of defenses, look ahead for defensive matchups. Don't get one defense and lock them in all year. Listen, I was looking right at the Denver Broncos. They're a great defense, but you know what they got to do? They got to play Showtime Mahomes twice a year, y'all. I don't want to have that decision. And if I do use Denver, if I do pick Denver, have another defense. I'm a big proponent of having two defenses and rotating them in and out. Look at teams in their division that are terrible. You might even want to take the Bills defense because they got to play the Dolphins twice a year. Right. That's a good indication of looking ahead at defensive matchups. And then speaking of looking ahead, when you start getting your idea of how your season's looking, now if you're trash, you could kind of just, again, play it by ear week for week. But if you could see that you got a good shot at making the playoffs, you better bolster your roster for the playoffs. That means even if the team is not that good, let's say the Bengals are 3-10, and 10, but they play another trash team and it's your playoff week you might want to pick up the Bengals defense because that's crucial look ahead to playoff weeks if you're in playoff contention and even stats two defenses like if you see it and you saw it three weeks three weeks ahead of time and you feel like you have the space your team doesn't have any injuries and you have a guy to spare where you're not too confident about i knew you were taking muhammad Sanu. of course if i he's knew gonna you be were taking there, him like, kevin stealing oh my god in atlanta in atlanta with that kind of offense they're gonna be putting up 30 points a game get out of here i'll take any piece of their offense i could get i'm gonna put it on my squad but um, what were we just talking about? Lost. Talking about Sam Darnold. Oh, I just took Sam Darnold. Oh, uh, Lord. No, yeah, whatever. Say what you Sam want. Darnold. No, we're talking Hol- about stacking. Homer. De- Homer. We're talking about defenses. Oh, so so defenses. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. The only – actually, I was listening to Phil Yates from ESPN, and he said statistically. He's like, this is not my opinion. Statistically, the only defense that was worth taking uh, before the 10th round last year, I think, was the Bears. And it was an outlier year as far as the t- statistics on the year. The Bears were the only team that was worth it. He thinks – it's crazy for anybody to choose any other defense and nobody's going to take the one i'm taking because it's my team and i think they're going to burst out this year and you between our corners the green bay what'd you say homer alert Uh, it's not homer alert uh, i just know mike penton since he has been in the league and been a defensive coordinator you do know i know mike penton i know you know who he is because i know know him back from high school dog he coached at north penn i know his track record he coached from my jets top 10 defenses that's all he knows that's all he knows is top 10 defenses. So I'm going to take my boys and I'm going to take Mike Penton. I love him. I'm so, if they would have let him go, when they let Mike McCarthy go, I probably would have smashed my television. I'm like, all fine. Let Mike go. He's been here. He got his Super Bowl. Him and Aaron are not getting along. You keep that, man. And when they did, I was like, just slow clapping in my house. So I like that. I, I, like I think that. they're going to have a night. Nice, I think they're going to be much better. We have, we have some exceptional players. We were heavy in free agency. Keep the Packers in mind. You never know. Um, I like Mike. I like Mike Patton a lot. Uh, we just wrapped up our mock draft. Now we could focus. Uh, as we wrap this up, we're gonna focus on a couple I liked more it. things. I thought that was good. no, it was definitely good. But let's um, let's read over your team here and uh, see what you got. And I'm gonna read over mine. My last pick was my kicker. I discussed this a few episodes ago, and I got the guy I wanted. And he was my last pick. Give me Matt Prater 
and that thin air up there in Denver. And I also know that Joe Flacco struggles in the red zone. You want a kicker on a team that struggles in the red zone, y'all, so you can get them points. And give me Matt Prater kicking them 60 yarders up there to thin air in Denver. <laughs> Let's hear the team, Big Kevin. Let's see what you got. So, uh, quarterback, these are all of my starters. Baker Mayfield, Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Delaney Walker, Aaron Jones, Packers D, and Greg Zerline. My bench, Robbie Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders, Russell Wilson, Kalen Balazs, Greg Olson. I didn't get that third. Uh, I didn't get that third tight end because Jordan Reed was taken before I got there. Boo hoo. Uh, Justin Jackson and Muhammad Sanu. Those are my boys. All right. So I got Matty Ice, Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup, Alshon Jeffrey, Vance Dance, McDonald, Marlon Mack, Texans defense, Matt Prater, Austin Eckler, Curtis Samuel, James Washington, Adam Humphreys, Golden Tate. Jimmy Graham, and my boy, Broadway Sam Darnold. <clears throat> and so, I, go, my, go, my, my bad. bad. I, even, I coughed right into the microphone. Sorry, y'all. But what we have going on here, I'm pretty pleased with this team. And I actually went away from, what, uh, away from the formula that I thought was going to be great for me. But I do like the way that this one turned out also. And basically, the only thing I did was make one or two picks different from the formula. Because I have an actual formula written down about how I want to go through my draft order. Which is another tip. to Just to remind myself. Because I like the way it folds out. So if you guys have a reel of how many you want. Whether it be running backs, receivers. I have it all written down by round. So I know my general uh, my general view on what I want from my team and what I thought was best for my mocks. Very smart. I like that. That's, that's very smart. Um, speaking of that, I want to say something to guys out there. I'm one of them. Unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I don't really have this problem for me a lot because my team hasn't been doing good in the last few years. Don't overdraft from your team. If you're an Eagles fan, don't load up on Alshon Jeffrey, Carson Wentz, and Miles Sanders, and Zach Ertz. Don't get me wrong. You want to have a guy that's on your team. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just did my draft. I have one jet. One jet. Sam Darnold. Now, that's not the one I believe in. Of course, I do believe in him. I would have loved to have Le'Veon Bell, but Kevin pulled him out from the under my feet with the <laughs> carpet there. But what I'm saying is just don't overload on your team. If you want to do that, I'll give you my phone number and you can come into my league because I would definitely love the free money. Kev, how do you feel about that? I, I'm with you on that. I, I I really don't have much of an opinion on that, but I, I don't take too much from my team. I don't I don't draft too much from the Packers. I don't draft. I don't really draft that much, even in my own division. I will, which we know will stay at odds about. If I see the player there and they're available, I will take them. But it's not like I'm going out of my way to grab them either. But I do like a few players in my own division. I'll take a Dalvin Cook if he's there for me. If I can get him at my third or, or my second or my third running back, I would take him. May I don't think Allen Robinson is going to be on. On my list who I think is still going to be a good receiver and state boy of course and then Aaron Rodgers I'll, of course I'm taking Aaron Jones if he's available mm-hmm. Devontae Adams I'll never get but overall I don't do too much drafting on my own team I never take Aaron Rodgers I did it once just so I can root for him but mm-hmm. I don't like him on my team as a quarterback I feel like I can get more value later because uh, he like usually it. goes too too soon so I'm with you I stay I, I do a little dabbling but not too much okay cool cool uh one thing I want to. This will be the last of my ticks and tips and tricks. I don't know if Kevin has any more. Then we're going to get into booms, busts, and sleepers. My last tip: 
is try to stay away from players on bum teams. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying if the value's there, you don't take Larry Fitzgerald. You don't take David Johnson. You don't take A.J. Green. But these teams are not going to be there at the end of the year. When you need these players the most, it's going to be time for them to be shutting it down. And you got to think that, and this is the problem I've always had with Odell Beckham. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal talent, but the guy's always hurt. And the Giants were doing bad last year. And my thing is this. You need this guy to get you points because it's your playoff week or your championship week, or you need this win to get into the playoffs. And they're 2-10. and 10. They know they're not going anywhere. Is this human being going to go across the middle and lay out for a pass? He don't care about your fantasy team. Is he going to break his collarbone because he wants to get them extra five yards in a meaningless game? Listen, when that team, we're talking real life here, but when that team is 2-11, and 11, that's a preseason game. They're not out there trying to they're not out there trying to fight for extra yards. They're trying to go home not on crutches. They're not trying to leave that game on a stretcher. And that means they're going to pull up. They're going to press the brakes when they shouldn't be. And that means your fantasy team is going to go down. And then who Vince is talking about, he's only talking about good players. Uh, I that in my opinion, uh, those are the good players that are going to do that, but they're going to be some fringe guys that I got to get paid. I got to feed my children. At the end of the day, some of these guys are thinking that this is their livelihood. It's not just fantasy. So I hear where Vince is coming from. He's right. When it comes to Aldell Beckham, who has a $95 million contract, uh, and you have some of the bigger players, I'm with him on that. But there's plenty of other players who are playing to survive. So they don't care when it is. If you ask them to go play outside on a 100-yard concrete field, they're going to go play on a 100-yard concrete field because of the money, because of the wealth of it, and because they want to stay. They want to solidify themselves in the league for another contract. So I will take some guys on some lesser teams like I'll take a David Johnson I'll take a Kalen Balazs and I'm not now I wouldn't take a Galen Balazs if I had to depend on him Mm -hmm. but as a filler as somebody late he's not somebody I'm looking to depend on and most of the guys that I named to you to to you and that Vince named to you guys that they are on good teams for the most part or even mid-level teams those seven and nines or eight and eights which are the best in my opinion because those are going to be the teams that are fighting to the last second of the season because they need to get to that 10 wins 10 wins generally gets you into the playoffs in the nfl those of you that are listening most of you know if you didn't 10 is kind of 10 is the goal bare minimum goal for most teams in the nfl that'll win you your division at bare minimum gets you into the wild card spot yeah, um, and this could go twofold also. It doesn't mean stay away from these guys. It just means be aware. And if you got to pull the trigger at the last minute and make a trade, do it. Because, like I said, it goes twofold. Sometimes you have guys that the teams are doing too good. They're too dominant. And then they run into that problem of shutting guys down like they did last year with Todd Gurley. The Rams had a division locked up. Why play Todd Gurley? And that means for your fantasy playoffs, he wasn't there last year. He is a prime example of being on a good team and them not needing him when you, your fantasy, you do. And I will also say that Tampa Bay is an example of my side of the coin because they were they weren't one of the best teams in the league but they also led the league in offense. They led mm-hmm. the league in passing offense and total offense period. So well, that's because they weren't very good but they were getting the ball out there. That's fantasy yeah, points. Yeah. Those are catches. Yeah. Fitzmagic uh, and Jameis were fighting for jobs. Oh, right. So and that, I think and I think you know what? And I'll save that name. I, I will uh, when we get to our next segment we'll talk about that. But cool. I will say though but they were they led the league they were led the league in turnovers also. So that you know they're not very good. But 
in offense, when it comes to what we're looking for in fantasy, they still had it, even though they weren't a very good team. So we're going to get to our final segment here. We're trying to, like I said, this is our fantasy frenzy episode, bonus episode. Uh, again, I'm going to shout out the pod. We are the first pick podcast. You can find us at the first pick pod on Twitter at the first pick pod on Instagram and the first pick podcast on Facebook. Yep. Um, and then Kev, what do we got for our listening platforms? So you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, podcast addict, Spotify, Podcoin. That's all of them. Yeah. Uh, you can get us on all of those spots. Uh, we're actually looking at a few others to add for right now, but we had some technical difficulties. I was on vacation, so we're we're slow right now, but we plan on picking up the content. We're going to start putting it out. Uh, we have a dream of being good at this, so uh, keep listening. Hopefully, you guys support us, interact with us on all of those platforms. So where are we going next, sir? Let's start with our – so we got – this is going to be our boom, bust, and sleeper segment. Let's start with booms, Kev. You go first. I got three guys on each side. You go first, and then I'll fire mine. I'm going to start off, and this is not Homer. I just think he's going to have his first chance to be the guy. I think most people who know fantasy know how quality Aaron Jones was, and they were pissed last year because he wasn't used. Mike McCarthy leaned too much on Aaron Rodgers and didn't give this guy a chance. And with those minimal minimal carries, he still had like 800 yards. They were like, give him the ball. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a big boom guy this year. I do think he has some viable backups but I don't think they have the quality that he has. And I think he's going to be a big uh, big boom player this year, and I think he's going to get the carries to match the quality that he gets per play. I like that, and I agree. I think that's a very good um, – he, he he almost made my list. I'm not going to front. If I did five, he would be on there, Okay, but I did three. I like Aaron Jones. Like Kev said, everything he says, I got nothing else to say about it because it's a good one. My first boom pick – Dante Pettis. (laughs) We're hearing a lot of BS in camp right now that he's not the number one guy. I don't buy it. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. Marquise Goodwin, that's the dude right there. He's going to stretch the field. This kid's going to get the catches. What does worry me, though, Jimmy GQ don't look so good in preseason. Uh, One for six. (laughs) And he has a zero QB rating in his his first preseason action since his injury. It's tough with, with, with preseason because you, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but I'm still a believer in Dante Pettis. He's my he's my he's one of my boom candidates. Um, I just worry about Jimmy GQ, but I, I, I th- I'm just going to give it up to preseason jitters. I'm not too worried, you know, per se. Okay. What do you got for the next one? So I'm going to go with Jared Cook. Okay, I like that. Wow, you're doing good. Okay, go ahead. So I'm going to go with Jared Cook. I think he is another guy who's going to have a boom year. He's an oldie but a goodie. He's not a young guy anymore, but he is a phenomenal pass-catching tight end. And if he could be a phenomenal pass-catching tight end with the Raiders, what do you think he's going to do with Drew Brees? Mm -hmm. With a Michael Thomas who's on the outside, with a Kamara out of the backfield, with a hopefully a Traycon Smith who I, well, you know. We've all been hoping for him. Oh, right, for him to come out. Last year was his first fan, year, yeah. so we'll we'll see. Me and Kev uh, traded on Traquan Smith. Like one week, he had him for like two weeks, then he dropped him. Then I picked him up. Then he picked him up again. So I think me and Kev are big fans year. of Traquan Smith. Yeah, I, but I think I think Jared's going to have a great year. It's going to be the best tight end he's had in a while since Jimmy Graham. He, ben Watson was good for them, but he wasn't always there. He just had a few boom. I think Jared Cook is going to have a nice, slow, steady, consistent year at tight end. Keep him on your list. Mine is Dante Moncrief. Um, I like this guy a lot last year for Jacksonville. He was catching passes from Blake to Snake. That's all I really got to say. Okay. Now he's got Big Ben. Um, there's a lot of vacated targets there without 
Antonio Brown there. They got to go somewhere. Now, I do think that James Washington is going to get a lot of love. Um, the, the Stillers, they draft really well at the wide receiver position. All these guys that wind up being great wide receivers, Santonio Holmes, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, they're all bred and drafted by the Steelers. So James Washington, he kind of makes me want to go with him over Dante Moncrief, but I believe more Moncrief. I think he's the better receiver, and I think we're going to see that this year. Baker Mayfield. Oh, boy. I know. I like I I don't the guy is really good. You have to watch him. He is phenomenal. Oh, I watch him. And he and he has a full season uh and I, I like to throw in a little bonus, a little Marquise Brown from from the Baltimore Ravens first round draft pick for, out of Oklahoma, I think is another one too, but I'm going to stick with Baker Mayfield. I just think he's going to be good. He is accurate. He is elusive. He he has a natural his the clock in his brain naturally tells him I need to move. And when he starts moving, he is better when he's moving, even better. And I think he can sit in the pocket and he could do that too, but he's even better. He puts so much pressure on you. He has all of these weapons. I think he and the Cleveland Browns back up all the talk. My next one is David Montgomery running back for the Chicago Bears. Um, they drafted this kid because they felt like they put too much on Tariq Cohen last year. He was great last year, don't get me wrong, but this is going to be the workhorse. Tariq Cohen's going to be in there. He's going to be your pass catching guy. He's great for PPR. He's going to get a few rushes, but. I'd say middle of the season, week four, week five. He's really small, though. He's a hundred. That's why he's 170 pounds. So yeah. they have to. They can't let him get beat up too exactly. much. Exactly, and that's and then they're gonna. That's when that's why they bring in David Montgomery. Right. This kid's gonna come around week four, week five, and we're gonna see. You know what I'm saying is gonna come to fruition. I agree. Give me your first out of three. Give me your busts. I'm gonna <laughs> give you my first one, and I'm gonna make a disclaimer here. This is not because I'm a diehard Jet fan. This is because. I don't believe in what goes on up there in New England. My first bust is James White. Yes. I don't care about all the touchdowns he scored and all that other stuff. Go look at the year before that. There was a massive jump, a massive jump in receptions, in touchdowns, and all that. They're using this guy way too much. There's too much going on there with Rex Burkhead, James Devlin, and Sony Michelle, and they drafted someone. Damian Harris out of Alabama. Why did they draft this kid in the third round? I don't like James White this year. He's my bust. What do you got, Kev? I have not come up with any busts in my brain. All right, well, I'll keep it rolling then. Next up, everybody fell in love with him last year. He's the little feisty guy. He's the hometown hero. Philip Lindsay. I don't want him to do with him. Everybody's going to be riding off of last year. I got no parts of it. They drafted Royce Freeman for a reason. This is the kid. This is the guy. Don't get me wrong. Philip Lindsay is talented. He is going to play. He is a good running back. And I love the story. Colorado kid. Went to Colorado in college. Now he plays for Denver Broncos. I love that story. I really do. But he's going to share the workload with Royce Freeman. And that's going to be a major downtick in fantasy production. I'm going to give you my last one while Kev is thinking. Maybe he can come up with one. This is an entire team. The Cleveland Browns. (laughs) I am not on this Cleveland Browns hype train. And on episode seven, I will go into detail on it. I'm not going to go into detail now because we're trying to keep this episode short. 
But I don't want no parts of this whole Cleveland Browns team. I do like Jarvis Landry. For value, I will take him. But the rest of the Cleveland Brown hype train and Super Bowl, uh-uh. That I don't de- believe that it. defense is going to be a problem, bro. Yeah, whatever. I'm not, I really I do think it. that Miles Garrett, week two, Denzel Ward, week two, we'll find out. Well, we uh, we were oh, week, two. We, week two, the Jets are going to show us how good. The- <laughs> week two, week two, Monday Night Football. <laughs> You'll be lucky. I, I'll, I'll give I'll give you plus eight. I'll give you an extra two points on that game oh if my you want. God. Sign me. I'll up, give dog. you an extra two points. Sounds good. <laughs> we might. You will give me an extra two points. We might be the favorite, dog. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did you say you might be the favorite? We might be There's the favorite. There's no way you're favorite against the Cleveland Browns. I love James White, by the way. So mm-hmm. uh, we're a little opposite on that. But I don't love him as much as I did last year because Sony Michelle is now present. So that does. You're right. It's a crowded backfield. You have Rex Burkhead. You have no clue what they're going to do. We don't know what's going on with them. But I still do love Pat White. I mean, Pat White. Pat shout, White. Shout, shout out. Virginia Tech. <laughs> West Virginia. West Virginia. My bad. Look at me. <laughs> shout out to West Virginia, Pat White, and wow. the Miami Dolphins. But um, I remember when he got knocked out. Yeah, that see, was a shame. that's what that's where he realized, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is I not it. This I'm, I was just a good college yeah, player. That's it. Yeah. So my first sleeper, Michael Gallup. I think he's going to have a big year for Dallas. Everybody's focused on oh, Zeke. Everybody's focused on Amari Cooper, and I think Michael Gallup is going to be the guy that they drafted. You know, and uh, I, I'm not saying he's going to win you your fantasy league, but this is going to be a dude that you would like to have as your wide receiver three, possibly a flex position, you know, um, bi-week starter. My next sleeper is Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. This kid is going to emerge as the workhorse running back in this offense. He's going to be the pass catcher. He's going to be everything that you want him to be as your fantasy running back. And then finally... My last one is the Vance Dance, Vance McDonald. Last year, he was 12th in targets. He had 50 receptions, also 12th. 11th with 610 receiving yards, and he was tied for ninth with only four touchdowns. All that stuff is going to go up without Antonio Brown there. And I just, I just, I just have faith in Big Ben hitting that tight end. There's no more Jesse James. There's no more Antonio Brown. Give me Vans Dance for my final sleeper. What you got, Kev? Anything? So I have a few. I like I like Cortland Sutton from okay. the Dem- from the Denver Broncos, along with Joe Flacco now being there. They'll have themselves a nice run game with those two boys in the backfield. I do think he has a chance to step up. He is clearly the second guy. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be well. I know you can go back and forth. We'll see how how that irons out because Emmanuel Sanders is getting old in the tooth, but I still believe in him more than anything. But I do think Cortland Sutton is going to break out. I have another one, Leonard Fournette. I have taken him in every single one. He has never been protected. He has had an awful quarterback his whole career. I think it's part of his injuries. Now, he did have injury issues at LSU, but I do think he breaks out this year because Nick Foles is going to do enough. The defense is going to have to respect Nick Foles and D.D. Westbrook and the rest of that offense, which I think opens up space for Leonard Fournette. And I'm going to leave those as my sleepers for now. Sounds good, Big Kev. So... We hope you guys enjoyed our Fantasy Frenzy episode. If you did, please let us know. Leave comments, like, feedback, whatever you can do. Help us get out there. If you like what we're doing, support us. Again, this is your boy, Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And you can find the First Pick Pod at the First Pick Pod on Twitter and the First Pick Pod on Instagram. 
Where could they hear us and where could they find you, Kev? And they can find us also on Facebook at the First Pick Podcast. You can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, Podcast Addict, PodCoin, and iTunes. Look us up, rate, review. Please support us. We are we're going after this full speed. Thanks for the help. Thanks for listening. Good luck on your drafts coming up, y'all.